I heard this. This is really good. Tell me. According to this obituary, this fan respectfully requests six Cleveland Brown Palmeiras so the Browns can let him down one last time. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's great. It's so true. It's so good. So true. But your fans. Yeah. There's like, oh, you're not a fan. You don't know players on the team and all this kind of stuff. That's what you say when you're in like middle school. It doesn't fucking matter. No. You don't have to know it all. So you can have fun with it. I'm an emotional fan. I've got an emotional attachment to the team. And it's not healthy. No, it's good. That's what's fun about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's what keeps you grounded. Yeah. Reminds you life is disappointing. You connect, right? You run into people, Browns, even a Steelers fan. When Browns fans like, run, yeah. It's I'm fine. Like, well, I mean, you could get in a brawl with them or you could no, have a conversation. I don't give a shit that much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Some people care way too much. Yeah. Livelihood. Yeah. But I did have to teach my kids early on, you know, because they wore their Browns gear that I'd, yeah. you know, it early memories telling you that? Yeah, I like it. And there's like some kid with a, you know, Steeler fans look, oh, the Browns suck, you know? It's like they're, and they came home kind of just like, oh, I don't know why they don't like me. I was like, son, they're required by law. They yeah. dislike you, yeah. but they don't really dislike you. They dislike your team. And yeah. you are required by law to dislike the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. It's good. So. It's what it is. Yeah. I mean, he can't fact check me on that, so. timer no i am not a first timer so where'd your friend go so we're looking out the window right now and there's a shirtless man he disappeared he did nobody's behind the bushes so it's funny you he came by now because i wanted to tell you about him oh okay yesterday i'm sitting in my office which is on the other side of the office right and i look out a window it's a major road here which we've talked about providence road yes and there's a guy walking down like not the middle of the street but in the middle of the street kind of like not right in the middle and he's just veering off and left and right totally shirtless and I took pictures of them and oh, you I did. get some close-ups of the vans coming by and they, you see their face <laughs> like looking at them. Oh, he yeah. definitely looks like he does not give a fuck. Doesn't care. I don't know that he knows where he is. Honestly. I don't know where he is. And that's kind of concerning. Unless he took a right and we didn't see it. He's about to come upstairs. Let him come on up, man. We'll throw up another mic. Yeah. I was thinking, you know. You want to go down there and interview him? Little man on the Ooh, street? I like that. Man on the street corner. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I had an idea to do the Providence Road podcast. Oh, you did? We interview local people around Charlotte off Providence Road. I don't, and then you realize nobody would give a shit. No one and, gives a shit about yeah. any of it. But that's why we're here. Yeah. It's not for the listener. It's for us. It is for us. And that's what makes it, it makes it work. It's what makes it therapeutic. It's what makes it medicinal. Yeah. This podcast is medicinal. It's creativity. Yeah. Did you read the book? Oh, shit. I should have remembered it. It's about creativity, and it's not even in my. How is that possible? You know, this sucks. This podcast, we're gonna have to restart it. No, we're not. This podcast I don't is great. Why it's not there? What's the name of the book? I don't know exactly. <laughs> it's not worth talking about. No, it is because it's about you're doing the creative for yourself, not for anybody else. Oh, the War of Art. No, it's a new book. It's the guys. This is terrible. But you didn't have to cut all that shit. I'm sorry. No, oh, man, it's kind of nice when you fumble around. You know why? Because I think it, it's relatable. Mm. It's relatable when you just totally bomb. Yeah. And I think it's important that we leave that in because if we take it out... I will say this. Rick Rubin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the all-time greats. Yeah. He's got a book. I'd read the book. Yeah, it's a good book. Are there I don't pictures? I the name of it. It's a creativity. There's no... I don't know. I'm listening to him because he reads it. 
audiobook. You know what's crazy? You go to Amazon, you're like, I'm going to find this thing I ordered. But it wasn't that long ago you ordered it, but you've ordered so much shit in the meantime. I'm telling you. <laughs> I could just do a search. Yeah. That would be easy. That would have been a lot easier. You know what? It's called the Creativity Act, a way of being. But Ooh. the concept is stop thinking about your audience. Just fucking create. I like that. Yeah. Because a lot of times you have to write. You are I writing. Hate my to, audience. You are writing to, <laughs> like, why should anyone care? Yeah. And so you have to create. For them, it's got to be worth listening, reading, well, true, yeah. looking at, yeah. watching. Yeah. I actually think that's a really good position to take. You know, because everything has been geared outside of being, for instance, because I imagine this is a business book. Not like, you know, a, a good to create creative. No, yeah. it's because he's like even saying, if you want to create, but yeah. you need a job to pay the bills right. so, so you it can is. create. It's related to you yeah. know, making a living off this. So the book's not or written not. for artists. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's for creatives, actually. Right. And there's a lot of creatives. That you and I have talked about this. We're part of that class that are stuck in a box that we're constantly trying to break because, mm-hmm. you know, our first inclination is to create. But of course, you know, one artist, and I know many of them, both actors, writers, they are some of the most impractical people you will ever meet in your life. It's just like art for the sake of art. And then they're starving. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't fit. So I think many of us, yourself included, myself obviously included, chose this path because we needed to make a living. Mm. I mean, when I was younger, even in my freshman year of college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. Because I did know I wanted to play music, you know, and make a living off that. A year later, Napster hits the scene and everything starts to crumble. And it's like, man, okay. So the old way of, you know, making a living as a musician kind of started to fall apart. And, you know, I just started to think, well, yeah, I need to do something a little bit different. And here I am. Yeah. Totally confused about who I am, Still. by the way. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Still trying to fight my way out of yeah. this. Whatever this is. 10-year cycle, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is the 10-year cycle. Although I'm yeah. in year 12 going on 13 okay. in this line of work. Man, makes me feel old. But getting back to this concept. Yeah. I think that's really good because so much of content creation, creation in general, has all been geared towards these various tactics and ways of, you know, and not necessarily negatively manipulating. If there's a positive spin on manipulation, sure. right? But on trying to manipulate your audience to take certain actions that are beneficial to you and I would hope beneficial to them. Yeah. You know, all the funnels, all the algorithms and the SEO, all that stuff is geared towards target marketing, manipulating the end user. And again, I use manipulating in the most generous way possible. I don't mean it for, you know, solely nefarious purposes. Yeah. Leverage is a good word there. Leverage is a good word. Authentic leverage. Well, I mean, leverage, <laughs> yeah. leverage is something you use to benefit yourself or to, to move the needle. Well, that's what you're talking about, though. When the creative is, a lot of times, it's designed to get seen, be heard, get business, you know, sure. a lot of that kind of yeah. stuff. And the concept that we're talking about is going the other direction with it. I don't know. I think still being seen and being heard is still, right? Sure. I mean, I haven't read the guy's book, so you can yeah, correct yeah. me on his premise. But what I'm taking from just the title of it. So again, this is, this is my completely ignorant sure. take which I have yeah. lots of those. Yeah, this is, that's okay. This is what the show is designed around. This is Jared AI right here. This is. This yeah. is the most unintelligent. Yeah. So, oh, oh, oh I've got the squeaky chair. Uh, you can switch it up. I, I might switch it up. Yeah, it's good. When I talk next, you switch. But for me, I'm going to see if I can just sit here. Maybe uh-huh. it will help me stay still. Mm. You know, but I'm an artist. Finding right? the positive. That's a LinkedIn post right there. You could write a whole post about, I could. I found the positive I'm not of the squeaky to, chair. Because, yeah. <laughs> 
because I don't care. Yeah. Although it would probably be a lot better than most of the dog shit that's on LinkedIn right now yeah. anyway, which I've been guilty of putting some of that stuff out too. I yeah. can't, you know. But anyway, back to the premise of this. I think it also aligns with, you know, what Steve Jobs famously said back in the 80s, I think. He said, you don't ask the customer. Oh, I'm going to fuck this up. That's the general right. premise is this. Don't ask the customer what they want because by the time that you create it, it'll be too late. They'll want something else. You need to create something that the customer needs and convince them that they want it. Mm. Right? He was creating something that they would want and need before they even knew it. Yeah. That's what it really means to be creative and artistic. Yeah. And I think, you know, he took that position as he doesn't go and ask his customers what they want, which I really love that. Mm. You know, if I'm working with organizations and they say, uh, especially if it's a trade association or a professional association, they love to do surveys. They want to survey their people, find out what the people want, which, you know, is how things have traditionally been done. But, you know, my first instinct and in all that is like, that's fine. If you're trying to figure out what they want, the survey is not going to tell you yeah. because they don't know what they want. Yeah. Especially when they're bombarded with information all day long, yeah. being hit with all kinds of stuff, telling them this is what you should want, mm. this is what you should like, this is what you should believe. Yeah. And then you ask them what they want. They're going to tell you what they maybe immediately need right now that you can't possibly deliver today. Yeah. So by the time you start to create it or try mm. to make that adjustment, they're going to go, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, we figured that out or it's not a big deal anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. That sounds a lot like uh, what Elon did. Oh, yeah. Tesla. I think I've given this example. So in the Model 3, you don't have your typical dashboard. Right. So you don't see your speed right there. Your speed's on a computer and it's on the top left-hand corner outside of your right eye. And people were complaining. They go on Twitter and said, I need to see my speedometer. He's like, mm -hmm. no, you don't. Because <laughs> he's like, I already know yeah. that it's not going to... Once you get used to it, it's just like, you'll be super happy with it. The only reason you want it there is because that's what you were programmed to think that's what you needed. It's true. And so, yeah, it's yeah. before it. You know, there's a lot of... I don't know how to say this, but if you're creating something for someone, a customer, you do have to understand what they would need. For right? sure. So I think there's a lot of paying attention to it and yeah. understand. So it's like asking maybe, maybe they can't even articulate what it is that they want, mm -hmm. but you can pay attention, observe, see how people respond. So if you're in marketing, you can see how people would say, well, I don't think social media works and I'm not on this or that. They don't realize how often they're on Facebook and how powerful it is. And all of a sudden it's like, you can put things in front of them that'll make it easier for them. But there's also the, why would someone want to read your article as an example? Great question. Right. But you'd have to <laughs> early on convince someone as to right. why they're reading it. So a lot of articles were written for a professor, a teacher. Guess what? They're paid to read your content, your article. But when you go out in the real world, there's no one paid to read your shit. If right. they are, that, then you have a good job, right? Yeah. If you're a journalist, an editor's paid to read your shit. But that's the only yeah, case. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and that's a whole other conversation, which we certainly can get into. Mm -hmm. So you have to convince someone of that. But then there's the whole thing of like making sure that you've gamed this whole thing out from SEO to social media to this to that and the right hashtags. And honestly, it takes away from the creative. It yeah. takes away from the fun of it. Yeah. And I'm not saying those things aren't important. They are important. But to what, like, it's like if there's a speedometer, mm -hmm. like, where's the dial? How far do you push that thing? More importantly, where is the speedometer? Where is the speedometer? Is it up in the corner? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's in your pocket. Well, so let me throw this out as a possibility. And this is something that, you know, I'm going to say this, mm. and maybe in the next few sentences, I may retract. But do you ever get the feeling that social media, social media is just a thing. You can't blame it for something. It's how people use it. 
right? Mm-hmm. But because there are so many creatives that are not pursuing creative work, mm-hmm. that are in various positions who are creating things, but they have to play this game that feeds the algorithm, right? Yeah. Do you ever feel like that this is really just a race to see how many people you can get to read your dog shit content that you don't even like? Possibly. Because let's be honest, when you were incentivized to create lots of content, you're creating volume. Mm. You're not really creating. Yeah. You're publishing. And now with ChatGPT, you can create a shitload of stuff. Yeah. Which is also, as we've talked about before, I think one of the reasons why genuine and truly artistic content. By artistic, I don't mean like so fucking hard to understand. You're like, what is this? Yeah. I know I'm going to sound like a caveman here, but when I've gone to various art museums with my wife, there are certain pieces that I find incredible. But a good bit of it, especially in the modern art, it's just like a fucking block and a brick and a piece of cloth. Mm. I'm like, how in the fuck is that art? Yeah. Well, art's how you interpret it. Yeah. Oh, well, great. This just looks like bullshit to me. Yeah. Like it yeah. says nothing. But then you look at a Salvador Dali painting and you're like, oh, no, that's something. That's talent. Yeah. Right. So what I talk about is something that can captivate you quickly and can evoke an emotion, which is hard to do in written words. So to me, that makes me think that the real winners in the content game, it's going to have to be visual, at least as the initial hook. Visual as in like video, piece of art that you see in a museum. Anything. Online, social media, whatever it might be. I don't know. I think... I thought you were going on this path of... I wasn't sure which path I was going down. Okay, so. Yeah, just, we'll just pick any path. Maybe I'll just say that I was, yeah. Because you're talking about publishing. Just yeah. because you published it, does that make you a creative? Is that like, just because you created a ton of content? I think there's an aspect of creating a lot of content is useful because of the practice of it. Oh, yeah. No, you and I both done that most of our Absolutely. careers, right? Because you'd be like, and you just said it before, like, well, I've created some of that dog shit content on of LinkedIn. Course. yeah. But you had to do that to get to that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully you don't burn too many bridges along the way and... Oh, yeah. That was more of like a personal career seat. Nobody was like, your shit is dog shit. Yeah. I get it. I'm not saying you. I'm just saying in general. You have to create, and I think the art, Mm. not the art, the act of hitting submit, publish, shipping it. Yeah. That's a big deal because that is very difficult to do. We've all been there. Mm -hmm. We're like, I don't want to listen to my voice. I don't want to see the article I wrote. These people are going to make fun of me. This is an incredible psychological block, which is fair enough. And we've all been there. And even artists will talk about it. I just heard Zach Bryan talk about it. Okay. Every time he goes on stage, he's sick to himself. He has incredible stage fright. Yeah. He doesn't know how he's going to do it. So he gets up on stage and then when he starts playing, it's like, goes away. I love this. Yeah. But we all deal with, holy shit, I can't believe I have to do this. Yeah. I don't want to do it. And then like starting at the beginning, when you publish that article or you submit it on LinkedIn, you're like, then no one likes it. Or no one tells you about it. And it's difficult to do. Yeah. But I think the, the act of publishing is a big deal. And you'll even see musicians today they have albums, but a lot of them are just creating like Chance the Rapper example, like just on so many tracks, so many songs, mm-hmm. where back in the day, it was like 12 songs per album. Right. And they would come up with an album every couple of years, every yeah. few years. It's just different. Nowadays, there's just so much being pumped out on a daily basis. Right. So what's the right answer? And I don't know if there is a right answer. I don't think it matters. Yeah. Well, I do think, you know, it is harder to really enjoy content, art, because you're hit with so much of it. Netflix is a great example. Any of the streaming services, you get a new series and there's 3,000 more that are sitting right there, Uh, right in your face. Yeah. 
more is not more in the world that we live in today. Mm. It's not. It's much less. In fact, you know, so we're talking about visual art. And again... Because there's no end. No, there's none. Even with a strike, there's no end of well, content. Yeah. Who needs those? I mean, as we've talked about before, you know, if it's just mountains of shit content that ChatGPT can replicate, well, then ChatGPT is going to replicate shit content, which is also why I think real good writers right. are going to rise to the top. Yeah. But the ones that are just like putting out dog shit that, you know, they can put out, well, they're going to have to find another job. Yeah. Starbucks is hiring. Yeah. I think. It's hard to get through, though. That's, that's a problem because, like, well, who's to decide what content is good or not? Because the studios are picking content oh, and yeah. they're picking dog shit content. For sure. So they pick the wrong writers for this show or movie or for the next project that they want to work on. It feels like they don't care as much. This, this is more of a yeah. quantity game. Yeah. Say, so, hey, look, can you fit this template? They have to have that. I can't imagine they're really sitting around in the writer's room and, you know, Netflix, like, really putting time and energy into every series they launch. Yeah. Because the vast majority of it is horrible. Right. Well, that's in the top end, though. The actual writer of, let's say, a show or a movie might be putting their heart oh, and soul in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. No, yeah. no. And I think they need to be compensated for... I mean, 100%. They need to be paid really, really well. Yeah. Show doesn't exist. Either way, you know, the right. mall. But. And if it's driving in billions of dollars for the company, yeah. pay your writer, like, keep talent. But to me, it says something that if this is the case, and this is my guess, right? Yeah. Writers are on strike. Billions of dollars are being made through these streaming services. But the payout has not been, you know, it hasn't kept pace with the dramatic growth of these streaming services. Yeah. So that tells me a couple of things. One is that these streaming services don't really look at their talent as talent. I'm sure they have their A-listers or like these are our top-end writers, right? But then, you know, for all the other stuff that's out there, they may just say, look, you know, ChatGPT can do your job. So they're not really incentivized in that way or they don't believe that they need to go the extra mile. There's that saying, you can go the extra mile, totally out of context. Yeah. But that they have to go, you know, further to really secure that talent. Yeah. It's more like, well, you're just a commodity. Because when you're putting stuff out in volume like they do, then I imagine the writers are just a commodity, especially if they're saying, well, ChatGPT can do your job. Mm. But would they say that to, say, the writers of Black Mirror, the writers of Game of Thrones? You know, again, I'm just thinking of like the... Yeah, yeah, the popular ones. That, yeah. Yeah. The ones that take a lot of thoughtful work and effort. Would they say that to them? Probably not. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think it's going to weed out a lot of the garbage. and. Those that are really talented will have a lot more bargaining power. Yeah. But I do think they need to stop creating so much content. It's me hard, though. There's so much content. Sometimes I think, how do you even know? You talk about art. Mm -hmm. I think of Jim Gaffigan. Have you seen his little bit? He goes to an art gallery because he's on the road and he's traveling with his kids and he walks in and like, there's a certain behavior you have to have when you're in a museum. And you're like, that's good art. He's like, oh, okay, like you have no say in the matter. No, I haven't heard this. Yeah. It sounds like it's the same thing I was talking about going to the... Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you don't get to decide if that's good art. They tell you what's good art. Right. You know, you're looking at the art of a madman who bit off his own ear, that type of stuff, right? So yeah. it's funny. But how do you decide what's good content? Because it's just, and you just pull up like Apple News, and you pull up Wall Street Journal, you pull up a podcast channel, you pull up any website, you just, it's everywhere. You pull up your phone and you're just getting hit left and right. I mean, that's all subjective. No, I know it is, but there's just so much and all of it is geared towards something. They're selling you a product, a service, an ad, or whatever. And that's where they're making a lot of money doing that. Individual creators come out and they're doing it different ways too, right? They can put ads on there. They could sell subscription models. They could sell services. So everyone's doing that. It's just so difficult because 
the content is all of it. Mm -hmm. Everything, all the emails that you get, it's all content, all the messaging. So I guess it's individualized how you go through it and how do you figure out, how do you filter it? We've talked about this, control your feed. Mm -hmm. How do you figure out, what do you focus on? Yeah. Well, I would think as a creator, one of the other things to do too is, you know, the social media world, it's a rigged system. And by that, what I mean is you've got to pay a lot of money. Mm. So that's not really rigged. It's like, I say that because so much of the stuff that's out there about how to go viral, how to really, you know, get in front of your audience, they're talking to you like it's all organic. Yeah. No, 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 no. The amount of money that big marketers pay, even individuals. Yeah. I remember one guy saying one time, he said, if you're not spending $10,000 a day, you're not even in the game. Yeah. And he was talking about ads on Facebook. Jeez. You're not even in the game. Yeah. So according to that, I'm not in the game because there's no fucking way I'm spending $10,000 a day on Facebook ads. Yeah. Right? Now, I do think though, that, I mean, the data proves out, at least for these folks, unless it's all bullshit, which I don't think it is. I mean, you've seen the back ends of these $10,000 a day yields quite a bit of revenue. You do see a massive uptick. Yeah. But you've got to be willing to play that game. Yeah. Most people are not. No. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. You got to have that money to play with. Yeah. And the risk. Yeah. Because what, what are you doing? What are you selling? What's yeah. the point? Well, the other thing too, is that it really does put it to you to say, do you really believe in your product? Yeah. You know, unless you just have, you know, money to spend and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's companies. I think that's businesses. Right? Yeah. I don't think it's an individual should be spending 10000 No. I mean, like a big famous thought leader, you know, who's... Yeah. The guy I'm thinking of is Brendan Burchard. You know, and he's done incredibly well. He puts out great stuff. I've been influenced by a lot of his stuff, for sure. You know, I think he's figured out a number of things. But he said that years ago. I was like, all right, that, that does put it in perspective. But that guy has made millions upon millions of dollars. And then he turns it right back into the business. And he's pumping these things out and he continues to do well. So he's figured it out. But for the vast majority of people, that's not really an option. So what I would say is, if you have this platform and you are creative, don't try to abide by the rules that others have set. And I'm not talking about the $10,000 a day. I'm talking about, let's say Brendan's right, $10,000 a day, not even in the game. It may even be more than that now. Don't try to do $10 a day and think you're, you know, like, okay, I'm going to follow the rules, but I'm going to do $10 a day. To me, it's like, what are some ways that you can get creative to use the platform that your potential customers or people that would appreciate the work you're doing are not just going to scroll right through it because it looks like everybody else's shit. Everybody's following a blueprint. So what can you do differently that kind of jeers the mind a little bit? Yeah. What can you do where you don't care? Where you're not like, oh gosh, if they don't like it. This. You know? Yeah. Same as the metaverse. I'm serious. You could do this. Right? Yeah. How we started this whole conversation. About that dude that was walking out there? Yeah, that's right. It was the shirtless guy. That's how I got it going. 24 minutes of, of that. That was good. I got a game for you. Okay. Still stay in media real quick. I got three topics. You pick which one you want to talk about next. Gotcha. Tucker Carlson, 254 million views, interview with Donald Trump, number one. TikTok is it's fucking awesome. Go there. CNN Max. I don't know anything about CNN Max, but it just sounds like a flop out the door. <laughs> yeah. Discovery. We'll just put that out there. Discovery is putting CNN Max, like 24-7, you know, CNN Plus flops. Yeah. So they're coming off CNN Max. But is this the same thing with the rebrand? With the rebrand, but it's not, it's going to be free. See, creatives need to take those jobs. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> so whoever's you know, coming up with this idea is a dumbass. Yeah. So I think it's on Max. Oh, so it's free. It's like, if nobody's going to pay for the content. 24-7, but it's the same shit. It's the same people. Who wants to watch them? Oh my God. All right, so that was one. TikTok, and I'm sure you want to go with the first one. I mean, Tucker Carlson, there was a debate. I didn't know that there was a debate. I heard. Yes. I heard that day. Yes. Then I heard 
Tucker Carlson's going to come on five minutes before, drop his interview with mm-hmm. Donald Trump. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, posted on Twitter, X. Uh-huh. As of this morning, there was 254 million impressions. Yeah. Different number of views. At the same time, Fox had their debate at 12.8 million viewers. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying everyone watched on Twitter didn't watch the whole thing. And, I, and the same thing for Fox, that the 12.8 didn't watch the yeah. entire thing. Yeah. Those are vastly different numbers. Of course they are. Media is changing very fast. Media has already changed. Yeah. The legacy media just hasn't, they still have a lot of money they can just burn. And it's funny because they're just like, racing to the bottom. Yeah, well, they're saying like, well, Trump was afraid and doing this. And he had a really good point early on. He's like, why am I going to get a debate with these eight people? half of which are complete disasters and will have nothing to do with the election in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're all they're going to do, the only way they get wins is if they attack him and beat him on some sort of topic. He's like, that's a waste of time. So he goes there yeah. and pulls those numbers, which is just, and it grows every single day. Yeah. It's just crazy. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. And where this is not a pro-Trump podcast, it's, not a, it's just no. talking about media and the changing landscape. Listen, as I'll always put it out there, I think Biden and his administration is a fucking disaster. I think Trump is a fucking disaster. It's amazing to me that so many people are so loyal to him. I'm like, how? Yeah. This is the most self-centered, narcissistic, lying. <laughs> He's a, I mean, all politicians are this way. The Bidens are this way. They're just as corrupt. But I mean, this guy, like this guy, yeah. do you really think he would give a shit about you? You might have to vote for one of them. No, I'll go third party. I'll write somebody So in. that's the vote for one of them, though, in a way. Oh, I hate that argument. It's let's just, talk about that. Yeah, please, let's do let's it. Let's talk about that. I love this, and you especially hear this from the Democrats. Yeah. Well, if you vote third party, you're voting for Trump. I think it's the opposite. I think you're voting against Trump if you don't vote third. I guess it depends on who you typically vote for. I'm not going to vote for him. Here's the thing. In a democracy, our vote is our vote that we cast. I totally I agree. I know you get all that, right? So the argument is like, oh, well, when you do that, it's a throwaway vote, and you're helping the other candidate win. I'm like, eat shit. This yeah. is a democracy. Uh, I my agree. vote is going to be my vote. Totally agree. And I don't buy that bullshit. So we can just keep this two-party system in place where you keep putting forward candidates that nobody actually likes. Do you think there's a time where that third vote actually does lead to the winner of the election? Oh, you mean like, oh, was this uh it was this, you know, a disruptor for I don't you know, know, you know how like I mean the Democrats Jenner do this. runs for president and is a third independent, whatever. Yeah. I mean, let's say Robert F. Kennedy. Let's say RFK, he says he's not going to run third party. But when you look at, he's pretty popular both among Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. You're going to have your hardcore extreme politicians or extreme voters that are, no matter what, we're going to vote, you know, DNC, whatever the DNC tells us, we're going to vote that way because we're going to toe the party line. No matter what, Trump's our guy. You know, we're going to vote no matter what. But then you have the vast majority of Americans who are registered independents. The vast majority are not Republican or Democrat. They are independents. Yeah. That is how they affiliate. Yet we're forced into these two parties that we don't completely align with. Yeah. And so the argument of like, well, you know, if you vote third party, you're throwing your vote away. Well, how about you start putting candidates forward that represent not just one small segment of the population, but that really represents the vast majority of people? Yeah. They can't do that. Yeah. So... To me, yeah. Do I think Trump's going to be the nominee? Of course. Yeah. And that's fucking sad. Can he win? Against Biden? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if he can. I don't know. It, well, I think it's weird because they're trying to put him in prison. Now the mugshot came out where he turned himself in and everyone's going to town on that picture. It's going to be everywhere. It looks like Donald Trump he is having a laugh. Yeah. He posted it. 
he's just fucking with people. Okay, if he ends up in prison, obviously he's out. He's not going to. I don't think. I don't know enough about any of that stuff. But let's just say he's not. I don't understand um, the logic because it's a big gamble. It's yeah. like Baker Mayfield just coming out and throwing the ball 80 yards oh, starting quarterback for the Buccaneers. By I know. Which is crazy. But mm-hmm. every play, it might work. And if it works, like if you get Trump in jail, you win. No, you can still be president in jail. Yeah, but which okay. is wild. That is wild. So let's say <laughs> they don't put him in jail. He's in the news every day and oh, it just yeah. enrages his fan base even more mm-hmm. that they're going to be passionate to show up. So it's a very risky gamble that if he's gets clean, he is going to have so much ammunition. Especially, especially if, you know, it, because all this is being framed as political. This is assuming it's Biden is he on the other end of it. Right. Yeah. You know, this is political theater and they're trying to bring him down. And so his numbers surge because the polarization is so strong. Yeah, it's just, do I think he needs to be held accountable for his actions on January 6th? Fuck yeah. But like with every, when the federal government brings charges against any individual, they'll throw 36 there, hoping that maybe one or two stick. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think we're seeing too. Yeah. I think what would be better is that if there were safeguards or laws put into place so that the shenanigans that he was trying to pull can't be pulled. Because that's the concern, right? Mm. And I think that goes for all parties. I mean, we're in strange times. I mean, Hunter and January 6th are going to cancel each other out and then just be these two disasters yeah, running for president. But all that's in separate echo chambers. It's oh, for sure. us in the middle, all yeah. the independents that are out there, like we're hearing all this and we're like, oh, jeez. You just laugh on it. You just laugh because there's this video. It's this disaster. What happened in Hawaii is terrible. Yeah. Biden shows up there and this video goes viral of him falling asleep. Okay. So then other people are posting that that video was changed, whatever they did with it. Mm-hmm. So they caught him putting his head down, closed his eyes for a second, and they just looped that video. Yeah. But then you look at who's pointing that out. It's a political Twitter account, X account, and they're throwed Biden anti-Trump. So it's like, here's the thing. I don't believe any of it. Yeah. Unless you were there, unless you know, those are the people that know. Yeah. Everything else has been changed. So I don't... During I saw this that video. And let's say it wasn't altered. It looked right. like he was just looking down on like a phone or something. He wasn't like... Well, yeah, but a couple of days later, he comes up with the whole Russian thing and the guy gets shot down in the airplane. No, they show like, that shit that's fall from wild, the sky. Dude. So they asked Biden about it and he's walking out. He's been working out for like an hour and a half. I mean, he Biden's lo- working out. Yeah. He comes out, he's got a smoothie in his hand and he just, he just doesn't look well. No, you know, he's not. He's not well. And that's sad. Yeah, like I said, fuck the DNC for putting him forward because that's cruel. So even if he didn't fall asleep, it's just not a good look. Yeah. It's not a good look. No, so what are we talking? So even if you didn't fall asleep, it still doesn't matter. And that's sad. It's so worn down. How could you not be? I mean, here's the thing. If you're going to put yourself in that position, you're going to be a politician. You want to be president. You are putting a target, not a literal target, but you're putting a target for scrutiny and, you know, like the bar is higher. Yeah. So you are going to be judged at a much higher level and you should expect that. Yeah. The reality is, is he's not a good president and his administration is laughable. We all have kids. All of us here. There's a, there's a big room here, right? Everybody has kids. They all have somewhere, kids somewhere. They don't know about them. Yeah, right? Mm. It's an embarrassment what they have to look up to. I'm not saying the president should be their hero or all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking disaster. And there's not one kid out there, mm-hmm. at least the kids I know, that look at these guys and, oh, yeah. that there's something about them. Yeah. Whether they're a good speaker, or they're a good this, they're a good that. Like, right. They're just, this is such bullshit. And then there's all the hate and the animosity and then kids are showing up with their agendas because parents are teaching them and then kids are teaching them something different. Then they go to college and there's more of that shit. It's like, it's just not a good place. 
it's almost like a joke. Yeah. And if people were to wake up from like a long time ago, they'd be like, it's, they had their own issues. I get it. Yeah. It's just not good. And it's only going to get worse. And the fact that AI exists and the deep fakes, the social media, like they're saying how social media should almost not even be allowed to post content around the election because it's all manipulation at this point. Like everybody, whether it's a country yeah. or an individual sitting in his basement at his mom's house. Of course. It's just manipulation. So, and that's the thing that's frustrating, right? You have this technology, this platform that's out here that, you know, for the most part, is just completely unregulated. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, mm -hmm. right? And the solution is always, and this is where, you know, I can see both sides of this, or I'll have competing ideas that I can hold at the same time, right? And I don't know which is the right answer. But we have this nonstop information, nonstop just being bombarded with everything constantly. Mm -hmm. Sure, we can turn it off. But it's also very addicting. Mm. You don't want to miss anything. Even though part of you is like, I really do want to miss this. I don't want to pay attention. But then you kind of feel like, all right, well, it's quiet in the room. I should probably put something on. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got all kinds of problems on that level. What we're not talking about is how do we make people better consumers of information? How do we make them better critical thinkers? How do we make them better, more independent thinkers? And I think a big part of that it's not because it's, oh, that's hard to do. It's too late. No, it's not. It's not hard to do. But there's no incentive to do it. You see, if you're a critical thinker, you're going to see through bullshit. Mm -hmm. And if you look at media and how the entire landscape is incentivized, it's incentivized towards outrage and compartmentalization. You in this camp, let me put you through this loop. I'm going to keep feeding you. I'm going to feed you stuff that I think you want to see. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take you further and further down that rabbit hole until you get trapped by the FBI for joining Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, but that's the way that that system is incentivized. Yeah. To make lots of money. Yeah. You being a critical thinker who can see through that is counterproductive for that model. Yeah. So until the incentive structure changes around media, nothing's going to change. Yeah. So we can play this game of trying to put a band aid on, you know, social media or, you know, have the arguments about what should be censored, what shouldn't be censored, anything else, but they're missing the point. Yeah. You know, people need, you know, like a media literacy, like an up to date media literacy course. It's not happening. And it's not just social media, it's media. Oh, no. When I talk about media, it's all of it. Yeah, yeah. All no, and I just want to make sure that that's clear. Oh, totally. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's not happening. Well, of course not. Again, because there's no incentive to buy these. And I don't know where the incentive would even come from. Like, how would you change that around to make it incentivized for people to become critical thinkers? I mean, you know, the Foresight Academy and that program, and a big part of my work is teaching people how to make sense of information. I get it. But nobody knows. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a tiny, if anything. Right. But it does make a difference if you recycle. Sure. Well, actually, most yeah, of it ends up I in the know. landfill, I sadly. Know. I saw something the other day. We recycle at some place. I won't name where it is. It's very close to here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a recycle bin and a garbage bin. The one on Park Road? I won't say where it okay. is. Okay. And I've been there. It doesn't matter. No. It's like, it's fucking right here, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here late. <laughs> and I come out and it's all in the same bin. And they made such a big deal about separating, which, of course, and end up in the same place. Yeah. That was hilarious. And then you brought it up. Yeah. You can make a difference. One person can make a difference, smile sure. at someone, give someone a tip. Yes. We can get a tip culture. That's a whole other story. Yeah. We should talk about that. But it's like, so you can help someone become a, you can help your kids become critical thinkers. Yeah. That's important because yeah. you can't control my kids. Fuck you, Jared. Like, you're not their dad. I'm working on it. Yeah. I know. And that the jury's still out on the that. The jury's still out. But, so you can have an influence on some. The yeah. problem is, man, it's vast. Of course. But that's no reason not to bring it up, right? Oh, I agree. And we're not the only ones who think about this. Saviors of the universe. A lot right. of people share the same idea. Sure. Critical thinking is 
something that is missing in our society today. It's funny because the more that gets talked about, then it's going to get hijacked by one side or the other. Well, college. Yeah. I mean, you go to college to become a critical thinker until until they teach you what to think. Correct. Not how to think. That's tough. Yeah. 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 We're teaching you. We're teaching you. We're saving you. We want you to go through that problem. We're giving you mindless information. Yeah. Go to that philosophy Mm. 101 class. Do it. Right? Yeah. Then you get tricked into something and you come out you have these beliefs and Hillary Clinton's going to be the next president. Yeah. Then you come here and you get saved a little bit. You get a little bit of saving. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, it's like, don't be the guy without the shirt walking mindlessly through the streets. Unless he's got it figured out. I don't want to be the guy that makes the judgment call. I'm afraid. I don't know where he went. <laughs> he might be living in the bushes. Okay. And there is enough space in those bushes. But homelessness is a real problem right now. Well, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. But it's getting worse. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what to say about that. Right. I don't know enough about it. And not like your traditional demographic, mental illness. Yeah. Drug addiction. A lot of those folks are homeless and they actually want to stay on the street. Yeah. You'll hear them. A lot of them say, like, no, 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 I don't want to be in a shelter. This is where I want to be. And they're dealing with multiple, you know, mental yeah. issues. And it's not a, a real easy fix. It's not just like, oh, give them a home. They'll be fine. Right, right. You know, there's all kinds of other stuff. We could oh, talk yeah. about. But yeah. you are seeing more people who are not in either of those categories, mm-hmm. families that are, and this has been going on for about 10 years, probably more for sure. sure. But you've been seeing this ever since 2008. You've been seeing a massive, mm. you know, the, things are changing there. And then, of course, after COVID, we talked about this before, private equity firms, you know, buying up single family housing units at just like coming with cash offers, which drove up the value of, or the perceived value of our yeah. homes. But they were doing cash out. Like, you can't compete with that. No. And then now you got the banks, they've jacked up the interest rates and getting a mortgage is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, all of it has to collapse at some point. It's not sustainable. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've been waiting for the recession for two years now. We've been in a recession. Mm. Have we? Yeah. Okay. I mean. Interesting. Well, I'm not an economist. I know. Clearly. You can play one on this podcast, though. Maybe. Yeah. I probably have to clean up a little bit. Okay. Put on a really nice No, it's bullshit. That's that's like a stockbroker. Yeah. But just an economist could be... Oh, yeah. They're all... Yeah. Yeah. You should have coffee stains Let's on your straight. shirt, they're right? Not, they're not all... Yeah. This is unique. Yeah. Nobody has this look. No. no. Nobody anywhere. No. Never have. I agree with that. Thanks. Yeah. So... That's my echo chamber. Go ahead. I was in uh, Arizona recently. Oh, yeah. Thirsty. And I was... <laughs> I thought about you... I bet the entire do. time. Mm. So I had a few things, but we're buying stuff for college. Mm-hmm. So we're in Target. Oh, is he out there right now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is good. We're in Target. We're checking out. Long story. Yeah, I don't want to hear big it. Big event. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He has to run back. He grabs something. He comes back with a raincoat. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? You need a raincoat? It doesn't rain here. And we'd already made a connection with the person at the checkout, the yeah. Target. And she just laughs. She puts her head on. She's like, it rains here. You know, it's like, because you hear so much in the media and all you hear is like 130 degrees. Sure. It doesn't rain. There's a water shortage and all this type of stuff. Yeah. You go there and it's like, it's a normal life. It's not as bad as you think. For now. For now. I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. You know, water is tough because you're in a hotel and you're like, they always control like the water that comes out when you're washing your hands. Of course. So there was plenty of water. We were good. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hot. I came back here. I was actually more uncomfortable in the humidity here. Oh, I prefer but, dry heat. Yeah. It was pretty fucking hot in the middle yeah. of the day. And they say you don't sweat in the dry heat. And I was talking to my son. He's like, oh, you sweat. You do. Not like you do definitely here. sweat. You definitely yeah. sweat. So anyway, so we got the water to talk about. It's also a lot of technology there. So I'm driving and I haven't been on this road before. Yeah. There's a light and intersection. It had like five turns. I don't know what it was. And I was probably just disoriented for some reason. Right. 
And I didn't totally run the light, but I kind of ran the light and I turned mm. left and there was a white car coming at me. And I felt like maybe I cut him off and I was like, oh, I felt, I felt bad. I was like, sure. that's my mistake. After that last incident you had with Road Rage. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but oh yeah, I guess we can talk about the car. I'm sorry about that, my bad. Cut that out. <laughs> so I'm turning left and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I raise my hand. My wife's in the car. My son's in the back. Kids are, you know, they're wave it, whole thing. My son looks, he's like, dad, there's no one in that car. <laughs> they lost it and i literally had this whole moment with this person yeah it wasn't a person it was a driverless car and so the rest of the trip we kept seeing these things and it was just absolutely hilarious because i really felt bad for cutting right. them off and then they were behind us and we're just like are you sure and we look back and there's no one in the fucking car <laughs> oh man what would be funny is at a certain point when these driverless cars can give you lip you know, yeah, like you drive yeah. by, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's like Transformer or some shit. Oh, uh, man. That was great. Yeah. 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 So. We don't have any driverless cars here, do we? I'm not. I'll let you know. Maybe I, I bet in the research triangle, we probably do. I would assume. But that's yeah. usually biotech and medical. Well, it's interesting. In that area, the grid, it's a lot of straights mm -hmm. and sharp right, sharp left turns. A grid that's should it. be a, like squared, straight, squared, 90 but degrees. it feels like here, it's like turns and this and roads changing. Fucking driverless cars would be just in the middle of the, uh, like, oh. trees here. But there, you just drive straight. Yep. And then you take a right and you drive straight again. Yeah. It's super easy. That's what you need. Mm -hmm. The grid. That makes the sense. Driverless. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're not here. They have more land. I guess you don't have to, well, you still have mountains though. But you build it in the valley or on the other valley, right? You don't. <sighs> I'm sorry. Jeez. That is so oh, sorry. fucking mean. No, dude. I'm God. sorry. Oh, I can't. I'm just trying to be me. It's my, I'm just, it's my truth. I'm truthfully bored as shit <laughs> yeah, right now. Geez. Why are we even doing this? <laughs> yeah. All right. You're talking about mountains and valleys. Let's get back to that. No, just grades. It doesn't matter. We can move on. It doesn't. Thank you. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. I'm Baker sorry. Mayfield. You want to go there? It always matters. Yeah. That doesn't matter. We have well, you were that. making a point. And I, was just being, I wasn't making a point. I'm just talking. You were just rambling. Yeah. So you're doing what I do all the time, just ramble, yeah. throw words out there. No, I've noticed like in some recent episodes, like you actually don't have the written agenda down, but you have things that you have like, you ever talked to someone and they're asking you questions mm -hmm. and the whole point of their questions was to get to their point? Yeah. I feel like that's been you a little bit. Not to you like, you're just going to get there anyway. Yeah. Passive aggressively or... Well, not passive aggressively. It's more like unconsciously. I have an unconscious nah. agenda. Like I want to talk about this topic and then I'll, it's going to be like, heavy and deep and like all of a sudden, like yeah. I can talk about Arizona and that immediately kind of enrages you a little bit. Because like, of water. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. doesn't enrage me. I mean, yeah. it does. Yeah. But whatever. A little bit. You're right. So I think it's like this. Maybe what you're saying is I have an unconscious agenda because I discover my agenda mm. in real time. I'm like, okay. oh shit. Yeah. That's what I'm about. Real time. Real time agenda. I was just thinking like saviors of the metaverse. Yeah. There's no real time in the metaverse. Where is there? Is this our metaverse plug? We have to yeah, make? yeah, we have to talk about the metaverse in every episode. We've made that. We had a I meeting about it before. Nothing. We did. We did. Yeah. So I don't know. Is there time in the metaverse? Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't God. know. I haven't seen anything on the metaverse. I'm sorry. We need to talk about what we're going to talk about next Why time. Don't you pull so it you're up just real not, quick. No, no, no. What? No, I'm not. What time it. is it? Like, because I know what time in Arizona right now it's three hours. What time in is it? In a few months, it's going to be two hours. Because they said, Fuck you, Daylight Savings. They didn't give oh, a did shit. They? Oh, yeah. Oh, that went into play? Oh, oh no, like, no, no, no. That was in 1968 or some shit. Oh. Yeah. Well, I know there was legislation they were trying to get rid of Daylight Savings times. Isn't that going to affect this year? <sighs> what? All over the country? What? Or was that just one no, of those not yet. proposed legislations that proposed. never got happened, that never passed? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't it's... it be funny if that's like a the president ran on that platform? Mm -hmm. 
Biden did it. There's a Sunshine Act or some shit like that. Yeah, but that, was that like front and center for him? That's not front and center. It's like his main topic. Yeah. COVID, <laughs> Sunshine Act. <laughs> I just had COVID. I don't know if I did or not, but... Who cares? Yeah. Seriously. The airports are a fucking disaster. Holy shit. Like, they just stick you in Charlotte's airport, which is nicer, by the way. It's oh, very yeah. clean. The aisles are, like, smaller than this room. Like, I don't understand what they're doing. There's too many people here. They have no control over how many people. And then you just surround it, and everyone's just coughing and farting on each other. <laughs> and it smells oh, like COVID. Shit. Oh, that smells like COVID. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah. Is there time in the metaverse? metaverse? I can't. Right? Jeez. I mean, we're going to find out. Do you think what the answer is? I mean, do you think they even have an answer? I'm They're sure. Not even. I say. They're probably like, that's a stupid question. Uh, however, it's important to note that time in the metaverse is ultimately a construct created by the developers of the virtual environment and can be manipulated or controlled based on the needs of the software. Oh. For instance, in a virtual reality game, time may pass faster or slower than real time to enhance gameplay or storytelling. While the concept of time exists in the metaverse, it might not necessarily correspond directly to the passage of time in the physical world. Yes, but the passage of time in the physical world is also a construct. Yeah. Why is that? It's not real. It's not. Yeah, I agree. Time time is a construct so that we can make sense of life and death. Yeah, because it wasn't like here and like we just, we just, no. right. Why what, did the what, moon yeah. come here and the sun and all that so shit? So we see they, cycles. We see yeah. that. So we've, you know, it's... People always talk, this is, okay, go to college. Yes. Big thing that people talk about. Oh my God, I can't believe he's going to college or this. And I yeah, get it's it. happened so fast. A lot of it's projection from there, sure. how they feel about it. Oh my God, it's emotional and how we might feel about it. Right? All those things. And they're normal questions. I'm not upset about it. But so much, it's like they got their driver's license. I'm like, that's what happens when you turn 16. Yeah. But the time went so fast. Yeah. So it's constant conversations about time or your kids. Oh my God, I can't believe your son's in X grade. Yeah. How did that happen so fast? Or you're this age, it's your birthday. Another one's come and gone. And uh, to your point about time, it's not real. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we age, aging is real, right? Yeah. The breakdown of our cells, that's real. But for us to make sense of all of that, we had to develop time. Mm -hmm. We view time as just this linear model, right? Yeah. Which, and that's just a human construct. Yeah. No, I won't go into the whole concepts of time. No, but isn't real time a construct? Mm. Right? Well, is there such thing as real time? It's a good question. That's a nice oh, one. Is there only one time and that time is now? Yeah. I think ChatGPT just alerted their people that we got a real one here. I've heard ChatGPT's explanation of space time and it's pretty. I heard somebody read it and I was like, this is pretty deep. I mean, you can ask him. Tell me, it says you're correct, by the way. It says that I'm correct? It says we're correct as a team. Oh, okay. Yeah, Savers yeah, of the metaverse. Definitely. Co-host. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Host and co-host. I don't know. Yeah. The I'll concept of real time is also a construct here, in a sense, they say. They have to like hedge themselves, maybe. What was this? That's because they're hedging. That's a hedge. <laughs> in the context bets. of the physical world, we use, we use the rotation of Earth and other natural phenomena to define units of time, like seconds, minutes, blah, blah, blah human-made constructs that help us organize and understand the progression of events. But, so it's not in a sense, it is in that sense. It's a real thing, <laughs> in, yeah. but it's a real thing we created. Right. Right. Like the microphone. Yeah. So it goes back to my point of saying time is just a human construct. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not like this is a natural law. Are we constructs? 100%. We are genetically engineered beings from... Extraterrestrial, ultra-terrestrial, multi-dimensional, mm. superior intelligence. Yeah. Makes total sense to me. 
the idea that humans are constructs, I did that closely, can be understood from both a philosophical and biological perspectives. They break it down philosophical mm. and biological. I like that. Fuck. Yeah. Which one do you want? Philosophical? Yeah, because biological, I can only go so far, like a sentence or two. <laughs> yeah, just like get yeah. out of here. Because philosophical, you could do whatever you want. Concept of human beings can relate to the idea that our identities, beliefs, and perceptions are shaped by various factors. Oh, this is so boring. Such culture, society, upbringing, experiences, and even our own thoughts. From this standpoint, one could argue that our understanding of self and reality is constructed through these influences. Definitely. Yeah. So, which brings me back to the shirtless guy that was walking down Ooh. there. I yes. wonder what is going on in his reality. Yeah. What if we're all NPCs in his game? Shit. You see Free Guy? No, my boys have. Yeah. Watch mm-hmm. it. Okay. It's a good fucking movie. Have you seen Idiocracy? No. It's a very timely, even though it was created in 2004, spot on for today. I talked about that last time. I talked about the classics and I went too far back, I think, and talked about like old books. It wasn't virtue signaling. I read old books and I'm smarter than you. Who thought you were virtue signaling? I don't know. You're so insecure. I'm so insecure. This is why you're the best podcast host. Because you can go back and watch a movie in 04, 92, listen to an old rock band in the 96 time frame. Anyway. Give me a rock band in the 96 (laughs) time frame. Come on. no, no. No, I would only know rap at that point. Oh, give me one of those. 1996. Oh, look it up. Come oh, on. I have to. 96. Like, what are we looking at? Are you talking about rap? Hip hop. EPMD. They're a little earlier. Oh, yeah. They were a little earlier, but yeah, they were still around. Tribe Called Quest. They Damn were right. Earlier. Yeah. I mean, but they were throughout the 90s. They're prolific. Will Smith. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Don't. Don't. <laughs> Top rappers. That just helps. It's just jogging the memory. I mean, I was going to say Eminem, but I thought that was more like 2000. Yeah, he was. He shows up. Tupac, Diddy. Never liked Tupac. Diddy was then. P. Diddy was big in the 90s. I'm just, you asked me He was like the epitome of Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is great. Yeah. Bone, Thugs, and Harmony. No. I personally like that. I get why people liked him, but I just didn't. Outcast. Oh, Outcast. Outcast was there. Yeah. Yeah. Red Man. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously the Wu-Tang Clan was. Yeah. They were breakthrough. My buddy Dave and I were putting together, you know, I said, all right, top five hip-hop albums. Yeah. Tupac was number one that year, but go ahead. Yeah. And so mine were De La Soul Stakes a Sign, Tribe Called Quest. Was it Beat Rhymes and Life that I put? I, have, I might have to look it up. They had so many... Fugees were there. No. Well, they are. The they were there. Were great. I'm about the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Nas. Nas Illmatic was on that list. The Roots. The Roots, Do You Want More was on that list. Little Kim, jeez. De La no. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. And then he came back with some, because we were going back and forth on various songs and artists. I also put Mob Deep, The Infamous. That was probably... That's just so weird. I just passed it. Hands mm-hmm. down, probably yeah. one of, if not the greatest. And reference quite a bit in a lot of, a lot of context Those guys there. are 18 years old when they put that out. Really? Man. I mean, it's, it's rough stuff, but yeah, it yeah. is so... Like, yeah. there's not a track on there that doesn't, mm. you know... It's real life. Yeah, again, which, you know, an army brat, white kid, you know, it's like, I can't relate to it, but I That was NWA. NWA got big, not because of the streets, but because of white suburbia. I know. You know, it's wild. like a bunch of white kids like, well, this is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. I was yeah. there. So it became much more accessible in that way. Yeah. I was hated on for that. Not by my friends, but like people outside, families. Like, why would you listen to that? Music? So you're saying you're discriminated against? I was. And then look, you now look at everybody. I know. They all like it. Grown ass men wearing NWA shirts. Yeah. Not even sweating it. Oh, jeez. Like back in the day, you know, like some, you know, white kid from suburbia wearing an NWA shirt. Yeah. Like, I wasn't in suburbia, just for the record. I mean, just saying like that was the concept. I was, where were you? I was in the streets. Oh, you were? Buffalo. Yeah. Gotcha. I got mugged. Well, yeah. oh, your hat got taken. I did get taken. Oh, yeah. Nunchucks you got... came out. 
not from your friends. Like no, no, no. their nunchucks came out. Yes. The fact that you got mugged out of nunchucks. Oakland Raiders starter jacket. <laughs> he pulled that sh- and I didn't see it he's unzipped <laughs> it was one of the long ones you know oh, yes. yeah. we had seen the kids we were in uh, Burger King yeah we just went to Blockbuster Video boom we're gonna have a big day this is 8th grade and my friend who lived in New York City so he'd seen some shit New York yeah. City back in the 80s and 90s was, oh, that was, was tough. rough it was a tough time yeah. so he saw these kids and they were there's like 9 of them yeah and they're from I think they would have been from the west side which we were pretty much on the west side and interracial group yeah. kids, right? right? You're not profiling. No, I'm just stating what the facts were. For sure. That's all. Yeah. We had seen them. We we're eating. We we're sitting at the window. He's like, oh, okay. Anyway, so we start walking back. We're fine. We're not thinking anything about yeah. it. Kids are on the other side of the street. We're walking on our side of the street. Yeah. Next thing you know, you see all of them run across. They ran at you. Not at us. They ran across the street Damn. behind us. We're walking. And my friend said, just keep walking. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Like, we're on a, not a busy street, but we're on a main area there's people out and about he's like trust me just keep walking next thing you know boom he's got some guys come from the back and just clocks him right in the cheek and he just got his head and just goes straight down he fall i pick him up i turn around like what the fuck and then he pulls his nunchucks right like closer than we are i dropped my georgetown hat uh-huh and we were out those georgetown hats were in high demand back they then. were those were like yeah because you know, yeah. it was jordan sneakers hats Mm-hmm. starter jackets Raiders any Raiders oh, oh yeah all that stuff was really yeah. popular well it was yeah. around the time Ice Cube was you know it was dangerous my mom wanted to go find these guys <laughs> she would have their ass yeah I have no doubt yeah that was bad it's pretty brazen of them so. but the fact you got mugged with nunchucks is pretty <laughs> awesome it's pretty cool yeah it is yeah. really cool what do you do with that I mean if you're Johnny Lawrence would have kicked his ass but I'm not yeah, him but I, I mean was he actually flipping around or was he just showing to you like don't make me they're all there like right in front of you yeah. what are you gonna do nine of them I think well, I don't know why with nine, maybe it was two, it wasn't. It was more than... Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's time for talk. But even if you couldn't do anything with the nunchucks, you could still slap somebody with them and it would hurt like hell. Well, for sure, right? right. But nunchucks to be effective require that you be within a certain range. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. If you get right up on them like this... That's tough do. to do. That's yeah, really hard to do. Yeah, I still would have got my ass kicked. Because for sure. Yeah. Something a, a guy said, he used to be a bouncer and he's, he's a really good fighter. Really good. Like well-trained multiple disciplines and you know was doing MMA fighting as well competition but he's yeah. he's very very good he was a bouncer and he was telling me this story and it was within the context of if you're ever in this type of situation but like a you know there's like six or seven dudes after he kicked one of the guys out six or seven dudes surrounded him you know and they were talking shit and they're like yeah we're about to beat your ass and all this other kind of stuff he said look that's fine because you guys clearly outnumber me he's like you guys clearly outnumber me I'm sure I'm going to lose this. He said, but I guarantee you this, I'm taking at least three or four years to the hospital with me. <laughs> and they were just kind of like, yeah. So he's just like, he said that. He's yeah. like, let's go. And nothing happened. Yeah. I'm not saying that will work every single time. Interesting, yeah. But if you're confident enough that you can, you know, defend yourself, which yeah. I know you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it's going there. Yeah. Eighth grade me was not. Oh, eighth grade me wasn't either. Yeah. yeah. Like I told you, I mean, that's why I quickly made friends with the Samoan kids because they were so big. It's like, Jesus, I, mean, I mean, if you get pulled up on the street today. Yeah. There's worse than nunchucks coming out. It's going to be a For problem. Sure. Yeah. And even if you run, you're probably done. Maybe. But they might not be a good shot. You hope. Most people are not. Yeah, duck. Like when they run away from alligators, they say you're supposed to zigzag. <laughs> that's what they say. But don't alligators zigzag when they move? Yeah, I guess that's, I don't know. You hear this shit. Yeah. I just get the fuck out. You're supposed to swim and zigzag when <laughs> a shark is chasing you? Yeah. Yeah. Then you'll get away. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because they're really slow in the water. Probably should just not go in the water anymore. I would agree with that. Yeah. Although I, you know. Still do it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm on high alert when I'm in the ocean. Yeah. Looking around. Would you rather see what's there? Like clear water? Or do you dark water where you just like... Clear you know, water. What a stupid question. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Murky water. I'm like, no, oh, this is just... But then climb. there's dark spots in the water, and so you trip out because you're not sure. Great. You okay. know, so, you know, so, the abundance of caution. Yeah. That's a bull shark. Yeah. Oh, that's... It's a just rock. seaweed. <laughs> Something touched me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's my son. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing over here? Yeah. That's yeah. good, dude. I know. I like it. I know you have some topics on your mind, but I mean, mm. I got all sorts of stuff. I don't know, man. I think I've weaved those topics in little by little. You know, like you said, yeah. you know, my unconscious agenda, which I'm discovering in real time, which is a lot of fun. And it's also, it's great because I get to critique it. Yeah. I get to judge it. Yeah. How about I read some headlines to you? That's fun. All right. The last two defendants in the Trump Georgia case have surrendered. What's next? Here's when the updated COVID vaccine is expected to become available and who should get it. Let's talk about that one. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> I only got through two and you're just... These you're are the headlines I should... and I did. These aren't for me. The fact that there's so many colleges still mandating the vaccine for students is so fucking... What do you mean mandating the vaccine? Like you can't go to school unless you have the vaccine. Where? We're going to find it out. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a college in Atlanta that has put has enforced the mask mandate again. So fucking crazy. Wow. It's a cold. I mean, it's exactly. not fun. What's crazy about COVID this time, I didn't test positive. My wife did. Yeah. We had the test. It's kind of fun. You're like, do I got yeah, it? Yeah, it's morbid curiosity. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, mm, do I have it? Every day is mm-hmm. a different symptom. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. It's like this day, this. And you're like, oh, I'm going to feel like this for the next week. The other day, like so congested, right? And then you're like, it's gone. Yep. It's fucking weird. The fact that they're making such a big deal about it still. Yeah. And again, it's not to take away from people who are really susceptible, who, you know, have comorbidities or elderly. Yes, but that's with every disease. The flu is dangerous for those people. Uh, yeah. So this idea of like, oh, we're going to mandate masks again. Yeah. Which again, don't work. It's been scientifically proven. They do virtually nothing unless you have one of the... Uh, Harvard, mm-hmm. Johns Hopkins, Rutgers. Where's Rutgers coming from? What the fuck do they care? Jersey. Yeah. Like... They're the ones that have the vaccine mandate. Those three came up. Yeah. Montclair State. Oh, yeah. Lots more. I don't know what year this is. That's the only problem. That was three days ago. Dozens of colleges still require. Yeah. I want a list. Jeez. Oh, here you go. Atlanta-based Forest Brown College, a battery of COVID-19 mitigation policies for the next two weeks. Yeah. These mandates include broad mass mandate, physical distancing, which they said... Whole bullshit. Exactly. Six feet was a disaster. Totally. It said max, it maybe should have been three. Anyway, a ban on campus parties and large gatherings, temperature checks when students arrive on campus. Why? Holy fuck. And when they did that, there had been no reported cases of COVID. Jeez. It's definitely going around now. Yeah, but who gives a shit? Right. I mean, seriously, like who cares? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. How much does it cost to go? Morris Brown College? I don't know. I'm sorry. No, it's to me, it's just so annoying. I'm like, None of this is scientific. It's not an expensive college. $4,200 per semester. Like, I have yet to hear a reasonable... They have, like, a spreadsheet. They turn that into, like, a grid. They just copied and pasted that from Excel. Yeah. That's uh-huh. their... <laughs> oh, hey, you know, yeah. whatever. Hey, but we got our kids in. I'm sorry if you go there. You can't go to parties. That sounds fun. We talked about this, and I listened back to it. It's like, imagine those kids, and I've talked to a lot, that were in college at the time when COVID happened. They're yeah. in the dorm. Or they moved into their dorm and they literally didn't like, what is the point of being in a college at that point now? And, and you're still paying well, the same money. Well, because your education, the ROI uh, education and much. So, you know, well, geez. okay. I don't know, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know they were still doing that. 
Yeah. I guess it makes sense. No, it doesn't. Well, I mean, if you, from a cynical perspective, Correct. sure, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's about I mean. power and control because this is not about science and health and well-being. Jeez. It's just not. All that's come out and it's not just on one side of things. It's like, ugh, masks didn't really do anything. Jeez, Harvard. This is crazy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Wow. So, wow. Again, I just look at it this way. You want to wear a mask? Great. But me wearing a mask so you feel better? Never going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen. There's no issue that someone wants to wear a mask. Oh, yeah. They might have a totally. reason for it. That's the way I look at it, man. I give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm sitting there and go, man, you just... I would understand if someone's in an airport and they just feel like it makes them feel more comfortable. Go for it. Go for it. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah. Absolutely. But don't even try to mandate that shit on me. That's crazy. It's not going to happen. Not anymore. Not after that shit. That's yeah. a good one. That was a good, was a good headline. My mother-in-law thinks my children are her kids. The fuck is that? Well, that's okay. interesting. That's a deep one. That's on Slate. Oh, that's a real reputable. Jared has been sold for billions in one of the biggest food. I saw that fast food acquisitions ever. Who bought it? So, him? like the private equity firm that owns like Dunkin' Donuts and all oh, that yeah. shit. Jeez, it was like an original family. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, smart move. That's pretty nuts. Mm -hmm. Large U.S. home builders raise prices as existing home supplies remains tight. Mm -hmm. That's an obvious one. There's got to be some good shit in here. John Bolton. Yeah. John Bolton, he's a neocon warhawk who's an advisor to George H. Yeah. Bush, H.W. Bush, and George W. Bush, I believe. Okay. Yeah, and he was an advisor to Trump for a little while. Well, you know everything. He has yeah. a four-letter word to describe Trump's mugshot. That's what his thing is. That's his headline. That's on HuffPost. John Bolton has a four-letter word to describe Trump's mugshot. Who cares what John Bolton Harvard expert. Back to Harvard. Because, you know, right. Mark Zuckerberg's new return to office mandate is a problem. Is a clear problem. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's a problem for Zuckerberg to mandate. CNBC. But if it's a vaccine mandate. Does he look human anymore? Changed a little bit, no? Or I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, he looks aged. Not aged. No, it's just different. I don't know. I like the Mark Zuckerberg from the movie, the social... Jesse, what's his face? Yeah, Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that Mark Zuckerberg. I think people did for a while were like, that's Mark Zuckerberg. And then when they see the real Mark Zuckerberg, like, who's this imposter? Yeah. I like that guy. I was like, I rooted for him. Yeah. Because he was kind of like, didn't give a shit. And then his best friend hey, was... Jesse a great actor. friend was Justin Timberlake for a while. Mm. Yeah. And then yeah. Spider-Man. What's his name? Toby. No, no. It's the mm. second Spider-Man. He's become a pretty decent actor. The British guy? No, that's the newest one. Damn it. Jeez. That guy's got some, yeah, something played. Garfield. Gar Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Andrew he's British. He's British? Pretty sure he is. I got to find out now. <laughs> pretty sure he's British. Can't remember what it was I saw, but I, there's only one image of Andrew Garfield that really sticks out in my mind, and he's got this like his hair looks so big Must compared be to the small little face. You know, and I'm thinking, what is wrong with this he's guy? He's born in L.A. to a British mother and an American father. Boom. But when I typed in "Is Andrew Garfield," Google fed me British. It's you because this is what the people want to know. Oh, he is of English and Polish Jewish heritage. There you go. There you go. The trifecta. <laughs> the trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. He's there. Go to images of Andrew Garfield. Let's see if we can find this picture. Right here. No, 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 no. Google images. Let's Not see. videos. Not videos. Let me see his face. See if I can see. Yeah, look at his hair. Even looks big when he's not trying to make a leap. Yeah. Back. It's just way too big for his <laughs> yeah. small face. Yeah. That's way too big. Yeah. Do something about that. He was in uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, about Rent, the Broadway musical. He's the creator. Jonathan, whatever. I don't know. You probably have an issue with that. It's a great performance. You I don't should have watch an issue that I've never seen Tick, Tick, Boom. Mm -mm. Rent. Is Rent the... 90s Broadway hit. Yes. Rock. Never Broad seen rock. it. Yeah. 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 But I've, you know. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
You need to be a little bit more cultured. I do need more culture. I'm so uncultured. These headlines is our podcast. I mean, we don't... You got more for me? Sure, I do. Oh, I don't want to talk about Britney Spears. I mean, do we care? Right? Well, not really. Crack their head open. I mean, I do care. That's sad. That sucks. Target customer backlash may be least of its problems. Oh, what is this about their... uh... You know, Bud Light had the whole issue. Yeah. So it's weird. So go back to Zach Bryan again. Yeah. And he's on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And they're laughing because at the very beginning, I thought this was interesting, that they're drinking Bud Light and they announced they were drinking Bud Light. <laughs> and he would drink, he's like, I like Bud Light. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Right. That this whole, exactly. and I get it. Like, yeah. do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And his sister is, his sister's gay, dates a transgender person. He's like, I don't care. I just don't need it rubbed in my face. I think how Bud Light handled it was stupid or whatever, yeah. but I'm still drinking Bud Light because I like it. But people right. would get super mad at him and Joe Rogan and cancel him for doing those things. So yeah. it goes all ways. Who right? loses like, there? What? There's like, I don't even know what to make of all that. Yeah. So I know you don't drink right now, but like, where to drink? And Bud Light was offered you, like, don't give me that. I won't drink that. No, <laughs> I didn't drink Bud Light before. Right. Okay. I would never fucking drink it again. Okay. Like, you won't shop at Target because they have, I don't even know. Of course I'll shop at Target. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I really don't. Do I think all this, like, identity politics and culture wars is absolutely stupid and just so, like, tasteless? Yes. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah, all of it. I've always thought it's I think it's on both sides. I think there's, like, five sides to it, maybe. Maybe. It's so fucked up. Yeah, but whatever would be considered liberal, whatever would be considered conservative, and just, like, come on, people, do we not have, I mean... There is a crash retrieval and reverse engineering program of non-human intelligence that has been covered up by the U.S. government for decades, and you're worried about Target making clothes for transgender kids? Yeah. I want to know about these non-human intelligences that may be extra, ultra, or interdimensional beings. (laughs) It is the one effort in Washington that is bipartisan with no political upside, and they are going hard. And we'll see where it goes. On which, like, what do you mean? UAPs, bro. Oh, you were going to go there. I already went there. You went there. Did you fall asleep? Yeah. That's my whole point, right? Like, this is <laughs> this could be the biggest story in all of human history. But it's not picking up steam right now. No, and I think that's by design. Yeah. I don't think it's by design. Like, ooh, we got to stop this They're now. They're poking holes in it. I think it's because for decades, you know, anybody that brought up the... Well, it's, it's very hard for people to wrap their minds around. We need clear evidence. We need to see it. I need the video footage. Yeah, yeah. That's well, very clear. And they're working to release those things. David Grush can't do that because he is still bound by his oath that he took under sure. his security clearance, even though they revoked his security clearance. The fact is, is, if he reveals anything or shows anything that is still classified, he will go to jail right away. Yeah. This is not like he's holding it back because he's being coy. Yeah. He's doing everything by the book. And then there was that jackass King Klippenstein who wrote the article for The Intercept on David Grush trying to like discredit him. He talked to two people from the intelligence community and they looked into his records, you know, where he got arrested. I think his wife called the cops. He was drunk. He suffers from PTSD because he's an Afghan war vet, which by the way, this is pretty typical. Like, you know, combat veterans, a lot of them do. I mean, they deal with PTSD. I think it's better to call it PTSI as an injury instead of a disorder. But, you know, like a lot of them have traumatic brain injuries, all these types of things. You know, his best friend had just killed himself. Yeah, these guys go through a shitload, and we don't do a very good job of taking care of them. But he was still allowed to keep his security clearance at the highest level, right? You know, he got help and got treatment for it, and he's good to go. And this guy, you know, got tipped off about, oh, we should look look in this area over here. And they did, 
And he tried to write this article that didn't have the effect he wanted. And frankly, I mean, Ken Clementine is an admitted troll. He was a Twitter troll. Then he became a journalist, The Intercept. And he just did shit journalism. There was no point except uh, it was just a, it was a hit piece. And by the way, he has every right to do that. Yeah. I believe in the freedom to do that. Yeah. I just think it was, it's just a sad way of trying to discredit somebody that's backfiring, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it's also an issue that you can't neatly package into a box. I hear people say, well, you know, just show me the firsthand evidence. Well, they don't understand how all of this stuff works. Yeah. And I'm not talking about UAPs. I'm talking about why it's been presented this way. Security clearance, doing it by the book, not doing it like Julian Assange, right? You know, but doing it by the book, trying to keep everything above board. And you need to do that because if you don't, you're creating a hole that they can just run through and distract from whatever issue they want and focus solely on how this person here violated their clearance or is releasing national security secrets, all that type of stuff. Grush yeah. is being very, very specific on what he can and cannot reveal. And he has turned all that stuff over to the inspector general, who also had found his complaint to be valid. The layers on this are so deep, it is not an easily packaged right. thing that you can just say, well, just show me the evidence. You know? Yeah, well, that's what I just yeah. said. <laughs> No, 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 but it's something we do want to see, but it is a process. For sure. The fact that we've gotten this far and that you have real congressmen and senators taking it this seriously should be sign enough that this is not a ruse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At the end of the day, though, maybe it is. But that's not my first instinct. I have no reason to believe that David Grush, Ryan Graves, David Fraber, that they're lying. In fact, they, at their congressional hearing demanded that they do it under oath. Like they were going to have them, they weren't going to swear them in under oath. And they're like, no, 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 we want to do this under oath. Which means that if you are lying to Congress under oath, you can go to jail. Yeah. That's how serious they're taking it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's too much for the human brain to handle at this point in time because think about that right there would fuck everything up. Like, who gives a shit about anything if we have non-human intelligence? Yeah. That's the world. It's just like you want Bud Light, Target, UAPs. I'm a futurist, That's brother. amazing. And I'm a yeah. damn good one. It is good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's good. Stick on the future. Yeah. We'll move along. Yeah. Combine two topics. But time being a human construct and the only time is now, futurist mm. is a pretty irrelevant field now. That's a good one. I just made myself irrelevant. Yeah. Which is not a hard thing to do. What you do today will impact your future. Well, what I do today is the same thing I do tomorrow because it's all one thing. Time is circular. Yeah. Folds in on each other. Oh, it's not a linear progression. It's just all there. Our perception is that it's linear, but it's not. It's just our cells breaking down. How tight is that circle? Pretty damn tight. Yeah. Past, present, future. It's all happening. It's all right there. Jeez. Damn right. That's different though. That's not true. Can't happen. I guess it could happen, but. Well, here's the thing I look at, right? You know, there's all kinds of really interesting theories about this. I'm not saying one or any of them are true. What I am saying is that I'm always amazed at the degree of human arrogance and what we think we know. Yeah. Because, like we talked about this last time, people were being burned at the stake because they said the earth wasn't flat. Yeah. During Galileo's time. That's fucked fact, up. Galileo was, was Galileo. Yeah, he was like considered crazy, wasn't he? Right, because he challenged the notion that the earth was the center of the universe and that the earth was flat. Yeah. As heresy. And they would kill you for it. But that's what all the experts and scientists knew back he then. He said he died a natural death. That's oh, okay. from a university. Yeah. It's out of Florence. It's a nice place. Yeah. Now, I could be getting my historical figures He's wrong. He's not killed for his scientific ideas. He's tried for heresy. Heresy. At the Vatican. He challenged the church, right? Yeah. Yep. All that. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. It's amazing he didn't get killed. 
but he created enough of a public profile where it's like they killed him. They couldn't get away from him. Our show would have just gotten us murdered straight up. Like just the name of it. Like that one guy was Our really show could angry. Still get us murdered. Our guy was angry. There's only one savior, sir. He was serious. Yeah. That was on Facebook, I think. Good for him. Yeah. 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 People get so mad. But like you said, they can get as mad as they want to online. Goodness. That they're getting angry. I know. Because once they give Human up emotion. to your point, then that's what we lose. Once up. they just let it fly. Yeah. Fuck. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we what doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Nah. It's good. Hey, yeah. You know. That's my boy. He's there. Can we talk about Sunday ticket for a second? Please. What are you gonna do about it? I mean, you have to get it. What are you gonna do about it? I have to get it. Like how no, 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 for the rest of us. What do you mean? I don't know. I just <laughs> throw the burden of Sunday ticket on you. Yeah. I'll buy it and you want to tap in. Yeah. How many screens do you get? I think you can log into six devices. Oh, that's so much better. NFL Sunday no, ticket one direct TV was one device. I know, dude. How they were stupid is that? The... Now, if you had direct TV, you can from a business perspective, it's very smart. Yeah. It was still a loss leader for them. They didn't make money off direct TV. Devices. Can you watch NFL Sunday ticket? We're gonna watch where that's all gonna happen. Now you're probably looking at the old DirecTV. Says YouTube TV clarifies features and limitations. Two devices at once, shared with immediate family members, so we're going to have to get your name changed, in the same household. It's two devices at once. That's so stupid. Well, hold on. YouTube will allow unlimited simultaneous streams. If you have YouTube TV, right? Man, we're going to have to learn about this. It's complex. So stupid. It's infuriating. It's two. This is August 3rd. So YouTube TV, digital trends. Still only let you do two. Every other link is different. I May twenty six says you can watch as many as you want as long as you're at home. So you can come over. So I guess if you're at home, they know your address. Yeah, every course. time I go on YouTube TV, if I'm like I'm in South Carolina, they'll be like, "Are you here on a trip?" Or is this yeah where you live allows now? to use your location? Yeah. Hold on. So you can't watch Sunday Ticket if you're traveling? No, you can, but I guess you only get two. Few hundred bucks, blah blah blah. A couple of tweets. That means you'll be able to watch as many devices in hand. Oh my gosh! Just look at the screen. Just advertisements. Oh my everywhere. god! Oh. God. Oh. oh, don't like it. So yeah, I still don't know what to do. Yeah, so that's it. At home, so your heart's content. Away, two. Okay, it's better than nothing. It's so a far cry. Me and so my dad should split it. He's you know across town. Oh yeah, you'd probably be okay. Watch the Browns. You can watch the Browns. Of course. Who else? Panthers. Fuck the Panthers. Okay. Sorry. Because that's easy. That's local. So you could have one TV watching the local game. I don't care about the I Panthers. Know you don't. I could care less. Yeah. Unless the Bucks are playing. I just want to watch Baker put the stink on. Them. Okay. So the Bucks. Yeah. Browns. Browns primarily. Okay. Yeah. I'd like the option to tune in and watch the Bucks. Yeah. I have no love for the Bucks, but I do have for Baker. For Baker. I'm rooting for the guy. I want him to show everybody he is the shit. Yeah. I just didn't have patience. Okay, okay, so what about this? The NFL Premium. What's the deal with that? NFL Premium is another option. NFL Plus? NFL Plus. Yeah. What's up with that? You don't watch games there. That's like information, news, stories. No, it's a way to watch games. What's it called? NFL Plus. We're doing this for all of you out there. Yeah. yeah. You ask the questions. I ask the great questions. Yeah. That's what you said. I ask the great questions. The really good questions. Yeah. It's a subscription. Oh, preseason games, local and primetime, regular season and postseason games. Okay, so regular season. So it's the same things. So it's local and prime time. So the games that are typically that are going to be airing on your TV, you can yeah. watch them on NFL Plus. Plus, you're going to get other shit, I guess. But what about out of market games? No, that's YouTube TV. That's NFL's not a ticket. Okay, so NFL Plus, you're just watching what's already coming to you free anyway. It's just more NFL content. 
they're giving you a digital platform. They just want to access. Because if you're a diehard NFL, like every, you just like, I need NFL. Right. Yeah. But that plan, you can't watch the Bills. Not and I can't NFL watch the Plus. Browns on NFL Plus. Sunday ticket. That's the only way to do it. If, unless it's the local game. Right. Yeah, obviously. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm kind I wasn't of sure where, where we were there. I understand. Yeah. 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 It's good. So, it's, so I don't know. It's like, Sunday ticket. It's Sunday ticket. And then you have Red Zone or you don't have to do Red I Zone. I shit about Red Zone. Well, because then you don't have to watch the game. You can just watch all the games and you see it's, you would like it with your ADHD. ADD. I don't have the H. You have the. I know I seem hyperactive, but I'm not. Yeah. Unless the Browns are playing, then I get really hyperactive. Yeah. Mostly throwing things at the TV. 49ers. You see the massive brawl that happened? No. I mean, we can, we can't show it on TV. Oh, oh, oh great. Commercials. Commercials is good. It's a massive brawl. It's 49ers. I mean, it's really, I would hit this, but it's going to bring, oh, oh, I did it. just took you to the ad. You That's idiot. so stupid. Oh, you got suckered. Got and you know what? Sucker. They just made some Oh ad my dogs. God, I can't get it. This is so dumb. Yeah. This is the problem. This is the problem. This is why you don't watch videos in any other places besides YouTube, YouTube or one of the main networks. I signed up for Rumble the other day. What do you do there? I mean, this is where a lot of people have gone, you know, to publish content. It's free yeah. speech content. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm still on YouTube. I have to go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we could put stuff up on Rumble. Yeah. So is it good? Is it worth it? I don't know. Well, so who's on Rumble? Russell Brand's on Rumble. Another gal who I really liked on uh, The Hill, Kim Iverson. She was great. I like Russell Brand. He calls some shit out. Oh, he does. Yeah, uh, he's, he's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's on YouTube as well, but he goes for about 15 minutes and he goes, then we're going to get into yep. stuff that YouTube's going to censor me for. You can find us on Rumble. Right. Maybe Rumble is the place for us to go. Mm. That would make it feel like we have enough controversy to be censored. It's interesting how you go there because there's so many more people on YouTube, but I guess you get your diehards going and they'll follow you. Bam. We got our diehards. All right. We got to consider that one. Yeah. Yeah. Just be everywhere. For sure. Why not? Yeah. And OnlyFans. We got to go on OnlyFans. Oh this might be inappropriate for some fans. Sorry, we're going to, we can pause it if we need to. Oh, is it fans brawling? Oh, yeah. Those look like San Francisco fans they fighting are. each other. Yeah, yeah. Talking. Look at these guys, dude. What's going on? Can we have this going on while we're talking on the video? I don't know. We'll definitely we'll find to this. out. Yeah. There's kids here. Oh, wait, is she wearing a Browns uniform? No. What are they talking about? I have no idea. This guy's smart. Get your kid out of there. Look at him. He's wearing a 49ers jersey. Because, Look at this guy. He's just talking shit. Yeah. Someone's about to get smacked. Anybody who has to jump around, you know, like, he's <laughs> like, let me show you my tats. I'm going to show you this. I went to prison once. Look at my beard. This guy is the home and away jersey. Mm-hmm. You just, oh, don't. Oh, was that a gang sign? This guy's stupid. He's going to get one in the head, I think. Oh, dude, don't. Stop. It's like, hey, I'm just trying to keep you guys back. Let's just be cool. <laughs> Look at all these people. Everyone's filming it. Everyone's yeah, got dude, a fucking camera out. What about the guys on the field? This guy's just watching the game. Here's what's crazy. Where the fuck is the security? How long does it take to get over there? Well, San Francisco doesn't believe in policing, so they oh, probably don't have any. That makes sense. This guy's saying keep talking. He's got the Reds hat on. Oh, He's yeah. representing Ohio. Oh, nice. So who are they playing? They're playing the Broncos, I guess. Yeah. I guess there's some orange there. This is preseason football, mind yeah. you. Yeah. Look at that guy. Look at him. And dude down here is like, hey, just stop. Just stop talking. The Broncos guys, just stop. You're not helping yourself. Yeah. You're not helping yourself. Such a lead in. They keep doing the chirp line. Yeah. Like he's telling us to go, like, get off me. <laughs> Don't emasculate me. How much time is in? Like, oh Jesus, God. such a buildup. I'm seriously Someone like, throw the to first me, it's like, punch. look, if you're going to fight, fight. Don't sit here and talk, right? What? We just skipped right to it. Oh, that's lame. Oh, geez. He just got, he came in like behind him. Uh, the guy who's getting hit in the head. 
everyone starts hitting dude, just flail. Oh, oh man. Oh, that dude. Oh, oh, he's throwing haymakers. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these guys are fighting now. Yep. She's trying to stop them. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> this is the security. That's the woman. Jeez. Oh, man. She's like, okay, everybody, nothing to see here. Look, they're trying to get this. That guy is fucked up. She's like, why did Look I at take him. this job? That dude, I mean, that's the thing, right? Anybody who's going to sit there and just like peacock around and like start talking and throwing up their arms and pulling up. I mean, they're just, you know, they don't know what they're doing. They feel like they got to do something. And then somebody who does know what they're doing is going to just completely destroy them. And like, yeah, now that guy is going to, you know. He got hit. He got fucked up. He looks a little woozy. Yes, he does. Because he got, I mean, just jacked. That dude connected on him multiple times. That guy right there. And he was a dude who was just sitting down and chilling like, ah. Is that know? it? I thought there was more. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Wow. There's like no security there whatsoever. I'm not security. This guy's bleeding. I know. Out of yeah. his mouth. Yeah. It's not like TV, man. Like you get punched in the face hard like that. I mean, you're going to, you can get fucked up Oh, he's bad. fucked up. He Jesus. Is. He doesn't know where he is. No, he doesn't. He was fucked up before. Yeah, man. This is, yeah. Look at him. He's talking shit how he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. They all got to go to jail, right? little bit. I guess it depends on who presses charges. No, there was, I swear to God, maybe there's other angles of it. Man. Yeah. That's messed up. That is messed up. The future of sports. I mean, that just shouldn't happen. No. Who wants to go to a fucking game like that and there's constantly brawls. These videos are just a dime a dozen oh, at this really? point. Oh, yeah. Baseball games. People with like gangs. Like you wear your colors. Oh, so it's like football in Europe. Soccer. Yeah. Like in England. Yeah. The oh, I think it's shit serious. Yeah, yeah. Football hooligans. Pretty nuts. Oh, yeah. Outside the game, when we were over in Oxford, one of the guys that was, so my wife was over there finishing up her degree, and you know, so there's like a handful of American kids there. And, you know, he's an American. He's got his little Oxford thing sure. on him, and they're in the subway. I don't know what to call it specifically, you know, but they're over there in the subway and waiting to, you know, go from London back to Oxford. Yeah. And this group of football hooligans were in there, apparently. And one of them was calling her like, oi, Nazi, oi. You know, like trying to, oh, yeah. you know, basically get him. Yeah, get a rise. Oh, yeah. And this kid was like, just trying to ignore him. He's like, I don't want to get my ass beat. Because he would have, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Because that's what, apparently, this is pretty normal. It's pretty bad. Like, oh, yeah, let's find a target. Yeah. It's coming here. This NFL is pretty wild shit. People yeah. take this shit to another level of seriousness. And it's constant. It's just wild. I, I don't think know. Think about it, man. I mean, people are just, they're angry. They're upset. They feel like they're being gypped, you know, whether it's true or not on anything. Because, you know, again, it goes back to media, you know? Yeah. If we're, you know, constantly stuck to our phones and devices and, and believing what we're being told. People just, just the undercurrent is anger. Yeah. And when you have that much anger and it's pent up. You're like putting your psyche basically yeah. in the wins and losses and like in the media of what they think of your team. It's like, oh, I think Baker Mayfield's a terrible. Yeah. I don't even think it's about the team. I think it's just pent up aggression. Yeah. And this is the way it's funneled out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think people are like, hey, life was good. No, but they're drinking. Of course. They're doing stuff. Mm -hmm. They're emotional. For sure. You know, if you're on a football field. They would get upset. So, like, fans would rush the field after the game ended. Mm -hmm. You have a winning team, you have a losing team. And let's say the losing team is the team, the away team. Right. They go on the field, the game ends, fans come on, and one of the players just finished playing a football game. Yeah. They're like up here, they're way high. Yeah. Someone talks shit to their face, and we're supposed to get mad at the football player. For, and I get it. Like, you just got to put your arms down, put your head down, and just get the fuck out. Yeah. Because you're up there and you could lose your shit. And it's happened before where they yeah. push a player, push a fan punch somebody like what did you yeah. think was gonna fucking happen i don't know man it's sad yeah yeah so anyway there's oh, that. And you can get really hurt too i think most people that when they kind of live in this fantasy world and they're just like oh yeah it's gonna be like tv we'll get into a fight whatever 
I mean, like, you can get... Uh, we were watching, uh, for whatever reason, my daughter and I started watching some Transformer movies. Oh, yeah. So was, we went back <laughs> to the second one. It's a good movie, right? It's not a good movie. It's, no, it's good graphic-wise. It's fun, no, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So early on, a Transformer picks them up in their car mm-hmm. and drops the car. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's, someone's going to stop it. Like, Bumblebee will save it. No, no, no. This thing fucking just falls into the ground. There's four people in the car. And then it gets sliced in half. Yeah. And they got no cuts or bruises or anything. So yeah. it's like, it's uh, plot armor. I didn't know that was a thing. My daughter told me plot armor. Huh. It's interesting. Because plot armor is like, you can't kill that person 30 minutes into the movie. They plot armor. Like, oh, no cuts or bruises or anything. Yeah, 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 I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Wow, your daughter knew yeah. said that? Yeah. Wow. It's really clever. I like that. Plot armor. Yeah. So... It isn't like the movies where if you get dropped from a car from about, I don't care how far up you are. Right. It could be five feet. Probably wouldn't be good. No. 50 feet. Be a real problem. Yeah. You're probably dead. There's a good chance. Yeah. 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 Or you're concussed like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> or just bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It didn't look good. Yeah. It didn't look good. So I don't know. Soccer, Europe, the whole thing. It's coming here. Are you watching the messy stuff at all? I know nope. you're not. I'm so uncultured. It's fine. I don't care. It's all good. Yeah. You got to think about it from your future standpoint. Because the MLS could call you and be like, what's the future of our sport? This country. Well, I could rapidly adapt to that and say, well, how do I know what the future of your sport is? Like, let's sit down and you know, let's, let's talk about it. Let's workshop this. That's a bit. shot to that. Because I'm going to have a thousand questions for you. Yeah. I like that. What would your first question be? For them? Yeah. Soccer in the United States, let's look at. Yeah, let's say, okay, what's your baseline assumption? What do you think the future of your sport is? Because people are asking that because they have an assumption. Yeah. And they want to test it against another assumption. Yeah. What do we not know? It's like, let's inventory everything you think that's going to happen over the next 10 years. Yeah. Let's get it all out of paper. So values of these teams in the MLS are mm-hmm. rising very fast. Okay. They brought over Messi, who's the most popular yeah. footballer in the world. Yeah. He's on the back end of his career, comes over here, is absolutely dominating, yeah. right? They're probably stacking his team so all of a sudden, they were like one of the worst teams, and now they're like the best team. Sure. Okay. So people are upset because it's yeah, like, so well, Mike, Miami's going to be really good. But the point is, like, can they continue to bring the best players over right. here? Can the MLS become on par with some of the international leagues that exist out there? Yeah. So what I would say is... In the future. My question, so that would just lead to a new line of inquiry. They said, well, you know, you said the one thing that I would immediately latch onto, the value of MLS teams are rising and rising fast, yeah. apparently. So I would stop and i say, why? Yeah. Why is that happening? What do you attribute that to? Yeah. You know, well, this is what's going on because ultimately to understand where something's going to go in the future, you need to be able to craft a contextual framework. Yeah. So the fact that MLS teams' values are going up, I would say, well, then let's understand the contextual framework in the present. Yeah. Or the historical framework, right? Yeah. What has created that situation? Because it's not just like, oh man, they just started rising. It's because people like soccer. Well, no. So you can see TV network. So Apple TV, they get a deal. Mm -hmm. Messi comes in. Yeah. Scarcity. So cities want these teams. There's yeah. only so many teams. So right. if you, and that's like right now buying a sports team at yeah. any level has become like an in thing to do. Like you and I could yeah. go out and buy a team in Ireland yeah. in their sixth division. One of my buddies just bought a yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. And so you, like how much did you like hundred ten thousand dollars, five hundred dollars? Like it could be I'm an owner of the team. Like, okay. No, this guy's a straight up owner. Yeah. Some team, I don't know what team it was, like, I don't know if it was an NBA team or I can't remember, but uh, maybe the Atlanta Braves. You actually, yeah. you can buy share. It's like stock. Yeah, then, it's like, you know, I own Google. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Like you have shares. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. But, you know, anyway, but those things do matter. I think that scarcity is a big thing. Okay. Because an NFL team could be valued, let's say, at a billion dollars. Okay. But if the NFL team went for sale, they would sell for way more than a billion dollars because there's right. only one available. So the Washington Redskins, I'm sorry, the Commanders, they right. changed the names. I was like six point something billion dollars. Yeah. 
because there's only one of them. And they're a valuable team, and it's in D.C., and I get all that kind of yeah. stuff, but they have a shitty stadium, one of the worst stadiums in the league, mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. But, like, who cares? Like, because you'll sure. build a new one. Yeah. The city will pay the money for that. So, yeah. So that scarcity component, I think, is a big deal. And I think the value of the sport in itself, soccer is becoming mm-hmm. more popular. The World Cup's going to be here in a couple of years, all that kind of stuff. I think yeah. it's just... So those are all the things we're going to plan. And yeah. then you also want to say, look, are values being artificially inflated or are they actually going up? Yeah. Is it because, you know, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney bought the team and, right. you know, right. in England, so it's like, oh, we've got a lot of eyes. This show Again. is getting really popular. Yep, yep. So that's making more people want to buy teams. So sure. you have more buyers coming out of the woodwork Absolutely. that maybe weren't there before. Buying up not just, you know, like top tier teams, but buying up regional teams. Yeah. You know, like, oh, small teams that could get into that next level, right? You yeah. Know? Well, those are the types of things that I'd want to know first. Yeah. Help me better understand the dynamics, what's driving this up. Is it, is it a flash in the pan because there's a really popular show? Or is there real momentum behind this? Yeah. Those things help me better understand where we are. Yeah. Right? That doesn't mean that you just now project that in the future. But what it does take into account is who are the players of the... And I don't mean the the actual athletes. I mean, who are the people that are investing money into this? Yeah. What is their motivation? What has driven them to do this? Yeah. And then I want to start to evaluate them over the next 10 years. And then that's going to help us start to create a better context of like, look, here's what the future of your sport could look like. Yeah. They're the experts in their own industry. I don't pretend to be an expert in their industry. Yeah. But I am really, really good at extracting information and asking really good questions that lead us into a place to give us more clarity and a bigger picture of what the world could look like. Never saying this is exactly what's going to look like. No, I get it. I get it. We still got Charlotte FC. Mm -hmm. So David Tepper bought Mm -hmm. the team. He owns the Panthers. He paid 300-something million for him in 2019. Today, they're valued at 625 million. Sure. And my guess would be, if he sold it, if he wanted to sell it, it would sell for a lot more. Yeah. Because there's only one for sale. Yeah. Everyone wants it. Right. It's just wild. It's big numbers. Yeah. And that's not even close to what you would have like in the Premier League. And then you have yeah. American business, so the owners of the Red Sox. Like yeah. There's a big group there and they go out and buy Liverpool. Right? right. So they own Liverpool. And then you have the Saudis who are coming in mm-hmm. and they're, you know, unlimited money oh, yeah. and they're buying stuff. So it's like, because they come in and buy Ronaldo. They almost got Messi, but Messi made a different decision, came to America, the whole thing. Yeah. When is it when they buy LeBron James and Kevin Durant and Baker Mayfield? Some might say <laughs> LeBron James has already bought. Okay. By China. Oh, by China. Yeah. That's I right. say yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I don't I, know. I know. I know. But that's the thing, mm-hmm. because in some sports, a Messi makes that much of a difference. A LeBron makes that much of a difference. Of course. A Baker Mayfield, that just keep doing it for you. You know what yeah, I mean? That's right. Football's harder because there's, it requires so many players. Right. But if you go get the best quarterbacks, yeah. back it up. I mean, who's to say? You give Pat Mahomes a billion dollars a year, he's going to consider going there. I don't give a shit what yeah, the football is. Yeah, of course. Is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's not going to be like, well... On principle, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Oh, of course he is. They offered, well, I mean, the NFL is trying to move into Europe. Yeah, I mean, they did yeah. that last year. I remember, was it San Francisco? and? Oh, yeah, there's always games every yeah. year, England. This last one, they, I remember they played in Germany. Yeah, Germany, yeah. That stadium was packed, mm. and they had people out the door, could not get in. Germany loves American football. England. Yeah, I mean, those are the kinds of questions I don't know. Jacksonville plays, if it's one or two games every year, two of their home games, I think, in England. Oh, really? So, and every year, there'll be, I don't know how many games every year, which is a good number. They'll play in Tottenham Stadium. Very cool. You gotta go international. The NBA, they could say like, well, no one's watching the NBA. doesn't matter. Nobody's watching the WNBA is what they say. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But internationally, so fucking big. Yeah. China? Holy shit. Exactly. A lot of money. That's why they, you know. So weird. So it's the incentives. Yeah. If there are financial incentives. Yeah. You are going to bow to those incentives because that's your livelihood. Yeah. It's all entertainment though. That's why Baker needs to start 
Baker can't be Bob, man. Mm. <laughs> How many teams has he been on now? He was here, right? He was in Carolina. He was. He went from Cleveland to Carolina. He went from Cleveland to Carolina to went Los West. Angeles to the Rams. Started like the next day. Oh, and he crushed it. Yeah. And then he was terrible. No, he wasn't. Afterwards, he was No, he wasn't. He's he was terrible. It's okay. No, he wasn't. He was fucking killing it. I want to get you on air saying he was terrible and he's going to come on and be pissed off. Was he terrible? Like, Jared, I heard you said I suck. Nah, man. Me and Big would get along real well. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady. That's something. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he's come out and addressed and goes, I'm not Tom Brady. I'm not going to try to be Tom Brady. Yeah. He's like, he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on these kids. I do think these quarterback competitions are stupid, though. He's in a quarterback competition with Kyle Trask. She's yeah. the same fucking bullshit that Carolina did. Yeah. That was a hot mess. Yeah. I was like, pick your guy. I think Sam Darnold's the backup quarterback in San Francisco this year. Oh, he's out of he's Carolina? Terrible. He's out of Carolina, San Francisco. So they drafted Trey Lance, the third pick overall a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He's about to be maybe cut. Really? That fast. And there's been other quarterbacks they could have taken. And they, they list the players that went after him. Justin Fields was the other quarterback and they just refused to take him. And everyone's like, oh my God. For some reason, some they just said, no, Trey Lance is the answer. You're like, what are you yeah, talking about? Seriously. And then you look at all the players after him, and it's just a laundry list of like pro bowlers. And they got this quarterback who just lost the backup job to Sam Darnold, who can't start in the league. And he was a top pick, and he fell apart. Damn. It's just Well, I've heard wild. people talk about San Francisco's team is they are not a quarterback-centric team. They don't yeah. need a quarterback. They don't, but they have such a good roster. That's what imagine saying. if you had the quarterback. Right. Imagine if they had a Baker Mayfield. Mm. <laughs> Who's to say? People are so, there's no in-between with Baker. You either no. love him or hate him. I think most Browns fans actually really liked him. They did. Yeah. They absolutely they don't did. love Deshaun at all. Yeah. But they will if yeah. he starts crushing it. You guys got the young quarterback there. DTR, and they like this yeah, kid. and they just traded Josh Dobbs this morning. Yeah, so this kid's the, he's the sole backup. Yeah, he is. Where did they get him from? Was he from UCLA or from uh, Tennessee? I can't remember. They say, you know, for people say he was like the MVP of the preseason. Yeah, you said UCLA. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, good for you. Man. Thanks, buddy. 23. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I would expect Deshaun Watson to be on fire this year. I didn't realize. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, I am? Good for him. Yeah, good for him. UCLA. Jeez. Well, yeah, cool. get out. Yeah. I mean, when you grow up in Columbia. But that's something, South man. Carolina. So when you have someone who's talented, he's young, he's got to learn the game, you know, the whole thing. But like, Deshaun, he played football last year, but... Oh, that was, was, yeah, but that was garbage. This is his year. If he doesn't play this, well, this year... Yeah. Then, you know, there's going to be some issues. Thank you, a lot of money. I mean, he should. Deshaun's still really young. That's the only yeah. thing. It's not like he's like, you know, mid-30s. Yeah. He's 28 years old. Yeah. So this idea, like, well, you know, it's not going to be the same as he was. I would expect that he should be. There's a good roster. A very good roster. Very good roster. Yeah, they do. Who did they just get? uh, I think they got him from the Jets. The wide receiver was it? It's not Elijah Moore. He's there, right? But it was somebody else. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm such a terrible Browns fan. Yeah, like I'm the worst. Stop. That stop. So that's got to end. You're right. I can't be self-deprecating. No Browns fan. You can be. Yeah. Well, that is because you should be. I should be. I heard this. This is really good. Tell me. According to this obituary, this fan respectfully requests six Cleveland Brown Palmeers so the Browns can let him down one last time. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> it's so true. It's so good. So true. But your fans. Yeah. There's like, oh, you're not a fan. You don't know players on the team and all this kind of stuff. That's what you say when you're in like yeah. middle school. It doesn't fucking matter. No. You don't have to know it all. So you can have fun with it. I'm an emotional fan. I've got an emotional attachment to the team. And it's not healthy. No, it's good. That's what's fun about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's what keeps you grounded. Yeah. Reminds you life is disappointing. To connect, right? You run into people, Browns, even a Steelers fan. When Browns fans like, run, yeah. It's I'm fine. Like, well, I mean, you could get in a brawl with them or you could no, have a conversation. I don't give a shit that much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Some people care way too much. Yeah. Livelihood. Yeah. But I did have to teach my kids early on, you know, because they wore their Browns gear that I'd, yeah. you know, it early memories telling you. Yeah. Them. I like it. And there's like some kid with a, you know, Steeler fans look, oh, the Browns suck, you know, it's like they're, and they came home kind of just trying, like, oh, I don't know why they don't like me. It's like, son, they're required by law. They yeah. dislike you. Yeah. But they don't really dislike you. They dislike your team. And yeah. you are required by law to dislike the Steelers. Yeah. Okay. It's good. So it's what it is. Yeah. I mean, he can't fact check me on that. So I like Pittsburgh. We were in Pittsburgh this summer. Yeah. It's a really cool looking city. They've changed it. It's a good bit because yeah. that city was known as Schittsburgh for a while. And yeah. Yeah. The whole fallout with the steel industry, which a lot happened to Buffalo, but right in the water. And they took advantage of it, built the bridges, looked with the baseball stadium there, which is amazing. Mm. And well, football stadium, Heinz Field or whatever they call it now is right there. It's yeah. pretty. And it's old. And it's kind of hilly. It's nice. Yeah, I've never been to Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. No, I've been through Pittsburgh. I take that back. I have been. But that was when I was a kid. That was back uh, when it was really shitty. It's the coming back of these like Midwestern old towns yeah. that stand for something. Yeah. Hard work. How much of that do you think is because of the flight from like San Francisco, New York City? And coming a bunch back. Of yeah. yeah. Could be. Yeah. I mean, weather's an issue for those cities. True. Cost of living is not. It's, I mean, I think cost of living is great up there. It is compared to oh you know, my God, yeah. big places. Yeah. Really nice suburbs if you want. You got some culture. You got. Just things have been around and then established and yeah. sense of community in these cities. Buffalo. But it's no Charlotte, North Carolina. It's not, yeah, it's Charlotte. No, it's no place like home. So much culture. So much. Yeah. A lot of good drivers here. Lots of great I've drivers. I've been in a good amount of cities the last two years and I'd say Charlotte's the worst. Like, by a long shot. Easily. It's fucking horrible. You know my pet peeve. I mean, Atlanta's a disaster, but it's a disaster in its own way. Right. Atlanta's just crowded. But you know what? Flow of traffic. You're in the fast uh, lane in Atlanta, you move. Yeah. And they move. Here, it's like, well, I'm just going to sit in this fast lane and go 10 under. You don't like that. Oh, my God. That's your pet peeve. It's just like flow of traffic. Like, you're screwing up the flow but of traffic. But even if you're going fast, yeah. on a Providence road. Yeah. So, let's say you're speeding. Yeah. I'm not speeding, but let's say you are. Let's say you are. And you're not going that fast, or you're just going normally over the speed limit. Right. Someone wants to go over. fucking 80, and they're just riding your shit and getting, you could just see them just yeah. fucking fuming. That's when you just like, like, ease it back a little bit. Yeah. You're just like, dude, just go fucking around me, man. Yeah. I fucking care. Yeah. Now, if you're in the fast lane, though, you should yeah. move. Yeah, and then you crash your car. And next thing no, you know, no, more accidents happen by trying to pass on the right. Yeah, just saying, Eric, are you one of the guys that camps out in the left lane? No. Okay, I'm good. A good driver. All right. That's not what driver. I asked you. Are you aggressive or passive aggressive? Yeah, compassionately aggressive. I'm compassionately aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to slow this down because I care about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, dude. So this is good. Yeah, real good. That's the show, isn't it? It is the show. It's right a long one. It's a good one, though. Feels like a long one. We're going to bite this thing up. This is the daddy podcast. This is the daddy episode. Yeah. For all the stay-at-home dads. Stay-at-home dads. I like it. Yeah. That's good. Loneliness epidemic saved by Saviors of the Metaverse. A little bit at a time. Let's keep going. That wasn't the show. What if every time we finish a show, we shake hands? I don't know about that. You want to do that? Let's do it right now. That's good. That's a great show, buddy. That's a great show, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Right. I guess we're out. Yeah. 